What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Casual Big Ten Podcast. Today is Monday, November 6th, 2023. My name is Kent Peterson. I'm the host of this show, and on today's show, we're live. Never done this before. Uh, decided on a Monday. Uh, hair's looking pretty good. Not really. Uh, decided on a Monday that my kids don't have school, that this would be the perfect day for them to come interrupt me and uh, do a live broadcast of what happened in the Big Ten this week. Um, going to do a little bit of a shorter show today, mainly for uh, two reasons. Number one, um, it's because I'm doing it live and uh, never done that before. So I want to kind of get through it, get it done, see how it looks, see how it feels and what happens uh, during this live stream. Um, but number two is because I actually went on the Big Ten huddle with my boy JR last night, and we talked for an hour and 15 minutes about each of these games. So if you want a more in-depth breakdown, definitely go uh, look at my boy JR on Twitter. Look him up, I should say. Don't just look at him. That'd be weird. Um, go look up JR and the Big Ten huddle and check out our episode from last night because, like I said, we dive deep into these games. We dive deep into the Jim Harbaugh saga, I will call it, at Michigan. Uh, not going to talk about that a lot today, of course. Um, coming up this week, Wednesday, as always, we have the Kickstart episode. We'll look ahead to Week 11, all the matchups that are going to take place this upcoming weekend. Got some big games coming up on Saturday. Really big games coming up. Uh, excited about Week 11. And then, as always, on Friday, it's Bet Big Brad. It's B1G Wilson. It's Bet Big talk about all the lines, the over-unders for every game that's taking place on Saturday um, this weekend. Uh, Saturday is this weekend, right? So we'll talk about all of that on Friday. It comes out on Friday morning. I'd like to do a live stream with them. If I could, uh, you know, lock some things in with this live stream, be pretty fun to get those guys on live and maybe get the chat rolling a little bit, see if we can get some people uh, interacting with us about the games that are coming up. But let's talk about what happened this weekend. First one we have up, it's uh, Nebraska at Michigan State. This was actually Michigan State's last game at Spartan Stadium. They do have one more home game. It's Penn State at the end of the year. That one will be at Ford Field in Detroit. Um, so last game for Michigan State, they pull out a win. First Big Ten win of the year. They beat Nebraska 20-17. to This is one of the two, one of two games, I should say, this weekend that I wasn't able to watch the whole thing. I watched back a little bit of it. I believe that Levitt was the starter for Michigan State. He only had two passing attempts. And then uh, Hauser was in the rest of the time, had 165 and one touchdown. So I think Levitt either got hurt or I'm not even actually sure what happened. Like I said, I didn't watch this game in its entirety. Uh, but Hauser was in there the rest of the way. And uh, for Nebraska, like I said, this could be quick this week. You got to win this game. You have got to win this game if you're Nebraska. This is a huge, huge missed opportunity. And uh, all the teams in the West, really, when you're playing a team that isn't as good as you, you have to take advantage of that, whether it's at home or on the road. So for Nebraska, big missed opportunity for them to get another win and stay even more involved in that Big Ten West conversation. Um, can't lose this game. Just can't lose it. thought the defense played okay from what I saw. Only gave up the 20 points to Michigan State at home, uh, with Michigan State at home. So um, defense is okay. The Nebraska offense, kind of like we talked about last week, 
just not getting things going. You got to be able to score more if you want to win games like this. And honestly, if you want to win the last three games that you have, um, offense has really got to start finding some some ways to get the ball in the end zone. I saw um, on Twitter a lot of Nebraska fans upset about some of the calls. And listen, the Big Ten officiating has not been great this year. Let's let's call it what it is. Um, you got to be able to overcome some of those calls, especially when you're on the road, but especially even more especially when you're playing a team that uh, is inferior. You got to be able to overcome some of those calls. They got Maryland next week. Just a couple of teams that uh, I I don't know. I'm not going to say Nebraska is trending down, but Maryland definitely definitely is. Then you go to Wisconsin, a team that's riddled by injuries. We'll talk about that more in just a second. And then finish with Iowa at home. That's going to be a tough one. So Nebraska really got to start figuring stuff out on offense if they want to uh, pick up a couple more wins this year. All right, next game that we have up. Uh, really entertaining game, especially in the first half. Ohio State and Rutgers. I thought it was a tale of two halves, and it usually is in college football, but even more so in this game than normal, Rutgers' offensive line was playing amazing in the first half. They were really gashing the Ohio State defense, and it felt like Manungai could get whatever he wanted. He was running the ball great. Good cuts, finding the lanes, uh, getting into open space. Manungai looked great, especially in the first half. Uh, Rutgers had complete control of this game in the first half. The only problem was every drive that they had, I think three of them were inside the five-yard line and the Ohio State defense bucked up and wasn't allowing any touchdowns to take place for Rutgers. So um, if you're Rutgers, again, kind of a theme of this episode, missed opportunities, really missed out on some chances to get some touchdowns and take even a bigger lead in this game. At halftime, they were up, I think it was nine to six, right? I believe it was nine to six at halftime of this game. Let's just go check it out real quick. Why not? We're live. It's no big deal. No one's sitting here like, you know, making sure that's the wrong game, dude. Let's click on the right one. I think it was uh nine to seven. I'm sorry, I got it right here. Nine to seven at halftime. But if your records and you get a few touchdowns right there, maybe it's 17-7. And you're talking about a completely different game. Second half, all Ohio State, especially in the third quarter. They were the only ones that scored. I think they scored uh Two touchdowns and a field goal, so that'd be 17 points in the third quarter. Um, and I'm looking at the box score. I'm completely wrong on this. They scored two touchdowns in the third, two in the fourth. But if you're looking back at this game and saying, where was there an opportunity for Rutgers to uh, possibly— where, Where'd the game swing at? Where was it Rutgers had control and then Ohio State did? And for me, it was the uh, drive that, uh, that Rutgers had— I'm going to get my talking down here in just a second. Rutgers driving the ball in the third quarter. All right. They have the lead at this point. It's nine to seven. Uh, they call a play, I believe, on second down. Wimsat fakes like he's going to dive it, um, and the blocking was all set up for him. He pulls it back. Manungai slips out of the backfield, and he kind of lofts one up to him. And it looked like, to me, that the Ohio State defensive back was targeting Manungai. It wasn't called. There was a big hit. Uh, Ohio State intercepts the ball, and they run it back for a pick six. That was the game-changing play right there. Everything shifted right there. After that, it was all Ohio State. Um, Rutgers wasn't able to get anything going. So if you're a Rutgers fan, you got to be upset at that call, or the missed call, I should say. In fact, they had a call on them. Wimsat went low on one of the defenders on the return. 
and they called uh whatever it's called it's so weird they i think they call it a chop block but it's really on the guy that's going for the tackle um if you're a rutgers fan you got to be upset about that that you didn't get the call but you also have to be upset at your offense because you get the ball right back and same thing got to be able to overcome put a drive together maybe go down and score the next time and they didn't they went three and out gave it right back to ohio state all Travion Henderson after that. Ohio State ran it right back down their throats, went and scored a touchdown. And uh, that's kind of where it was over right there. A little bit too much to overcome for Rutgers. Great year so far for Rutgers. Can't be mad at what they've done. Um, but that's the number one team in college football. So you have to take advantage of opportunities when you're inside the five. And you have to be able to overcome just a little bit of, of adversity uh, with the no call there in the third quarter. All right, that's enough about that game. Let's move on to the next one. We have Wisconsin, Indiana. The fighting Tom Allens are back. They've been fighting all year. They continue to fight. Get a big win right here. Uh, I don't think that Tom Allen's going to be back just because of this. Now, I do think that he can go back to the administration at Indiana and say, hey, look at this. We just won big game at home against Wisconsin. I'm feeling pretty good about myself. And that's fine. Uh, I just don't think it's going to be enough for him to be able to maintain his job at this point um great win for them first big 10 win of the year for them but if you're if you're looking at this game which we are right now uh wisconsin's missing tanner mordecai they're missing braylon allen they're missing who they've been missing for a while ches malusi and then shamir dk all gone going into the season i would have told you that those are the four most important pieces of their offense that's like Half of their, if you take away the offensive line, that's like 75% of their production probably. I mean, really all they had in there uh, as far as star power was Pauling. He was the only wide receiver that you're really looking at like, man, you got to make some big plays for us. Um, Acker running the ball, he's not going to get it done. He's not Braylon Allen. And no offense to him, I mean, I'm sure he's a great running back or a good running back, but he's just not that elite level running back that Malusi and uh, Braylon Allen gave Wisconsin. So Wisconsin down a bunch of guys um wasn't able to get the job done on the road at indiana and a good win for indiana like i said they needed that no big 10 wins this year let's move up to wrigley field it was iowa it was northwestern we knew this was going to be low scoring it was even more low scoring than i expected um i thought the over was gonna hit i mean it's so low anytime it's like low 30s um i always think the over is gonna hit it's like they got this wrong there's gonna be uh someone someone's gonna score some points in this game in fact I think it was, uh, I forget his last name, but Jerry from the Big Ten Network said that there was going to be over 63 points in this game. He was way wrong. Zero points in the first half. Um, just a slugfest. Torrey Taylor switching the field. Uh, the punter from was, uh, from Northwestern switching the field. It was a lot of punts in the first half. No scoring. Um, and then you get the touchdown from Iowa in the second half, and it felt like that was enough to win the game, and it it almost was. Uh, Iowa tacks on a field goal. Northwestern scores a late touchdown, and then they had the ball at the end. But the defense for Iowa is just so good. They get so many stops. They give up yards, but they never give up points. And they always create opportunities for their offense. They're always getting turnovers. They're always uh, making big plays so that their offense can get back on the field. And uh, even though their offense isn't very good, at least they're giving them the opportunities. Maybe the best defense. I don't know. I I look at Michigan's defense. They're probably more talented, but as far as what a as far as a valuable defense, let's say that 
Iowa's the most valuable defense in the Big Ten because if that defense wasn't as good as they are, Iowa's a bottom-tier Big Ten West team because the offense is so bad. Offense is so bad. I've been saying this for a while now. I think that Cooper DeGene, or maybe even Torrey Taylor, like Torrey Taylor, Heisman talk, let's put him in the backfield. Let's get him some snaps. Let's let him throw the ball. Let's let him run the ball. Let's let Cooper DeGene uh, line up at uh, wide receiver. Those are their most, most skilled players. Let's put them on offense. What are we doing here? Um, and if you're Brian Ferentz, you have nothing to lose. You know you're not coaching next season, so go ahead and do something crazy. Let's have fun with it. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Let's see if this is working, by the way. I haven't even looked at YouTube. Uh, let's reload this here. I don't know if it's working. Oh, it is working. Okay, cool, 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 cool. We're good. All right. Uh, all right, next game. I said there was two games that uh, I didn't get to watch this weekend. Penn State and Maryland was one of them. And the reason I blame Peacock for this because the Iowa Northwestern game was uh, on Peacock. And then uh, the Illinois Minnesota game was on my second TV. I have two TVs in my living room, not to brag or anything, but had Illinois and Minnesota on one TV. And with YouTube TV, they usually give you the multi view. None of the multi view options had Penn State and Illinois, I'll just call it on any of their choices. I had to pick one or the other, so I decided to pick the Illinois-Minnesota game. It was a good choice. That game was closer. Haven't watched this game back yet. Uh, Penn State wins big. I thought that they were going to cover this week. I thought the over was going to hit. All that good stuff happened. Penn State looking good. Heading into a big matchup against Michigan at home this weekend. Everybody wishes it was a night game, but it's going to be on at noon. Um, if you're Maryland, um, here's my thoughts on Maryland. Don't see them... Possibly, I mean, let's pull up their schedule real quick. I don't know if they can win another game. Give me evidence that Maryland is going to win another game this year. And it has to be evidence that's taking place in that's taking place in either October or November. And you won't be able to do it. Everything that they've done that's been good took place in September. And to be honest, it was against not so good competition. I mean, the Big Ten teams that they've beaten so far are Michigan State and Indiana. Those are bottom-tier teams. They haven't beat anybody good yet. Let's let's call it what it is. Virginia, are they good? I don't think so. That's their non-conference win that was decent. So um, I, don't, I don't see – I could see Maryland losing them all. They're at Nebraska. They are at home against Michigan. That's for sure a loss. And then they're at Rutgers. To me right now, that seems like a for sure loss. I think Rutgers is a much better team than Maryland. And like I said, if you disagree, give me some evidence that Maryland is better than Rutgers at this point, especially in the last month. I haven't seen it. I mean, decent against Ohio State in the first half. So was Indiana. So was Rutgers. I mean, I don't know what to tell you, Maryland fans. Not looking good for Maryland. I, I could see them going 0-3 the rest of the way. All right. Two more games. I want to get through this. Uh, Michigan, Purdue. Purdue comes to Michigan for the nightcap uh, this weekend. It was all Michigan in this game. J.J. McCarthy looked good. Blake Corum looked great, especially when he's near the goal line. Defense seems to be unstoppable. I know that Purdue scored the most points that anyone scored against Michigan this year, but it was still only 13. I know that Michigan didn't cover. The spread was 32 and a half. I mean, it's still two Big Ten football teams playing each other. It's a good win for Michigan, especially considering 
the players and the coaches, all the outside noise that they've heard, they go and they refocus. I know it's a two and six team at this point. They refocus though, or was it two and seven now? Probably right. Has there been nine games? How many games have been played? Who cares? Uh, they got two wins, Maryland or uh, Purdue. Purdue's got two wins. They refocus against Purdue, and they beat them by twenty-eight at home. It's a good win. It's a good win. I don't know what else you want from them. You want them to beat them by fifty, and uh, have everybody on Twitter just say that they're still cheating. Still, I don't know. I don't know really what we're looking for out of Michigan. One of the best teams in the country. They're going to be involved in the college football playoff discussions from now until the end of the season. I think that uh, based on what I've seen so far, I expect them to be in the college football playoff. I'm, I'm going to be surprised at this point. I used to think that it was Penn State. I thought it was Penn State's year. Going into the season, I thought it was all them. I'm on Michigan now, I think. I think that Michigan's going to win this weekend at Penn State. Based on what I've seen from Ohio State so far, I think that Michigan is actually the better team, and they're playing them at home. So I, I like Michigan to finish out the year uh, with all wins and be in the college football playoff once again. Let's see who they get matched up against, see if they can actually get a win this year. All right, the last game, this was my game of the week. Great game. I'm going to fast forward to the fourth quarter because this is what happened in this game. Uh, Minnesota uh, takes a lead in the fourth quarter. They're winning, I think, by six. Um, Illinois gets the ball. Uh, I guess Luke Altmeyer got hurt late in this game or maybe in the second half. I was talking about this on the Big Ten huddle yesterday. I missed that. I thought he was in the whole time. Um, and I'm not going to apologize for missing it. I have three kids that run around my house on Saturdays while I'm trying to focus on these games. Didn't see him come out of the game. But whoever was playing quarterback for Illinois threw an interception with four minutes to go. Minnesota had the ball with four minutes to go at the bank and a chance to ice this game and finish it. That's where we were at. That's where we were at. Where we were at. I was looking at how much time I've been going for. Um, and speaking of time, they couldn't. They couldn't kill the time. Minnesota uh, ends up having to punt the ball back to Illinois. Illinois comes back with a minute 30 left, drives the field in like 45 seconds, scores a touchdown, goes for two, doesn't get it. They get So they must have been up by five because they were up by one after they scored the touchdown. Um after Illinois scored the touchdown, they were up by one, so they were down by five at one point. Didn't get the two-point conversion. Didn't matter. Minnesota didn't have enough time to score at the end. Illinois, big win on the road. And once again, missed opportunity for Minnesota, who was involved, maybe still is involved in the Big Ten West conversation. Um, not so much anymore, though. You can't lose this game. You can't have the ball with four minutes left at home. Chance to ice the game against Illinois, who, really, I mean, honestly, has not been that great this year. you got to be able to kill that clock and uh, walk off with a win. And they weren't able to do that. That's a bad loss for Minnesota. They really needed that win. If they were trying, if they had indie aspirations, they really needed that win. And uh, they didn't get it. So tough for Minnesota. Tough for, uh, tough for a lot of people, really, this weekend. Man, just a tough weekend. That's the Big Ten, though. That's the Big Ten. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. All right. I had my uh, power rankings pulled up, and then I just pulled it back down. Here's my Twitter account. Uh, there's the Big Ten huddle. Here they are. All right. Here's my power rankings. Uh, like I said, I think Michigan's the best team in the conference right now. They're going to stay at number one. Ohio State, number two. Penn State, number three. No arguments there. The arguments start at number four, Iowa. I think that their record speaks for itself. It doesn't matter how many yards they're getting. They're winning games. 
So Iowa's at number four. I still think that not a lot of movement this week, by the way, from week nine to week 10. I think that um, Rutgers is number five. Minnesota's played decent enough to be number six. Wisconsin, number seven. Nebraska, Illinois, Northwestern, eight, nine, and 10. Yes, Northwestern is number 10. They could have been higher. If they pulled off a win against Iowa this weekend, they're up in the top five at this point. They're playing really good football right now. Even in the loss, I thought they played pretty good. Maryland playing really bad football. They're number 11. Indiana and Michigan State pick up a win, so they move up the rankings just a bit. And Purdue, worst team in the conference this year. Not a lot of arguments there. Purdue, uh, <laughs> just not looking good this year. Not looking good at all. Um, like I said, Wednesday. We will be back with a kickstart episode for week 11. We'll be back on Friday with Bet Big. If you were watching live, appreciate it if you would subscribe. Uh, appreciate you guys checking in. Um, if you're listening, I don't even know if I'll be able to. I forgot to hit record on this. I don't know if I can put this out as a podcast. I hope so. I hope I can. That'd be nice. Because I forgot to hit record. It's okay, though. Um, we will see you guys on Wednesday. We will see you guys in the future.